There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome, 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 dear listeners. Welcome to Achtung Mill. Welcome to today's edition of Something for the Weekend, which was recorded literally just before the announcement was made that Sunday's match at Luton has been postponed due to a frozen pitch. So please, please, keep it all in mind when you listen to the rest of the show. Thank you for listening. Arrivederci, Millwall. Take it away, band. You're listening to Achtung Millwall, broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham. Except no subject. Hello dear listeners, welcome to another Friday something for the weekend show, it's Friday with Fizz, here is the man himself, Neil Fissler, how are you Neil? Not too bad Nick, not too bad, uh, yeah, I'm trying to remain cheery as Christmas is around the corner and I keep on being told, stop being fucking miserable, it's Christmas. <laughs> We've all heard about the Grinch and it's not Mick Lynch, it's Neil Fissler. welcome to the show listeners um ahead of this weekend's trip to luton town never i am going to go up there for this game neil it's never a fixture i particularly look forward to luton is absolutely really much this enjoyable about a trip to luton nor the nor in general the game at the kenilworth road stadium it's a very um they say it's got character that stadium um which seems to mean that you walk past someone's bathroom to get into the main stand and that's that's called character but I haven't been to Luton, Neil, for a long time for one reason. I think it's just I generally don't like going up there. And I'm trying to think the last time I went there, and I think it might be 1985, last time I was in the stadium. That long long ago. The last time I was up there, I think, unless I went just afterwards, it would have been for the FA Cup game that we played up there. When oh, they were we... they were non-league. They were a non-league side, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, when non-league. Julian Gray played for them, I think. Yeah, because uh, they fell into the National League, didn't they, for a while? Yeah. And uh, okay. it's a tough old game. I, yeah, well, I've been up there quite a lot because obviously it was a London game. You have actually been up there once since. At least. I saw right. you up there. For an evening game. Right. That's lost in my memory. The old memory's fading now. I'm over the age of 60, listeners. Now you say that, now you say that, like you you could be right there, Neil. Um, I can't remember when that was. Um, But anyway, it's it's been a while since I've been to to Luton, who currently sit in 13th position, 
um, which is what two points behind us. We're still in seventh, miraculously, after that draw last week against Wigan. Um, I was thinking about that draw, uh, one each at home to Wigan, Neil. Um, it was a bitterly cold afternoon, and as the afternoon wore on, the mill performance, which started out quite bright for me, you know, we had, we had chances, especially in the first half. But the second half, we faded badly and we got quite ragged towards the end. Um, I'm not completely without hope that we can get back our mojo um, because I, there are glimpses of moments where we we were we were moving quite nicely and we got one or two chances. I think the Vogel Summer having a, a close range header that went another day might have gone in the net. Um, so we're not completely out of it, but we do need to find some a range of sparks other than the man himself, Ian Fleming. Do, would you agree with that? I would agree with that, and I think that this into yeah, but that break for the World Cup has knocked us sideways because we were flying, weren't mm. we? We've gone up yeah. to press, we wiped the floor with them, yeah, uh, and uh, it hasn't done us any favours. It mirrors for me a little bit like I don't know if you can cast your mind back when we went to Nottingham Forest before lockdown, yeah, the famous uh, free, uh, yeah. And Matt Smith scored that hat trick. Yeah. And then afterwards, I think we took our time to get back into restart, didn't we? Something that might not have helped us, and this could be controversial, but not that controversial, not as controversial as I normally am, mm. is that we were one of the only few clubs in and around the top part of the championship that didn't go abroad for that. 10-day, ten, ten two-week break. A lot yeah. of clubs went to Dubai and played a couple of games, I think. And other clubs have been there. But Millwall being Millwall, we decided to do everything on the cheap. And we, gave, <laughs> we gave the players 10 days off and uh, or a week off or something. And uh, they all went to Dubai on their holidays, and I think Zion Fleming went to Egypt, didn't we say? He did Egypt, yeah. Posted pictures with his with his girlfriend at the, the pyramids. I don't know where Gary Rowett might. Maybe he went to the Isle of Wight. I don't know. Maybe he fancied a short break, um, you know, back <laughs> back at the back at his old man's prison or something. I don't know. Um, I think you, you're right. Well, warm weather training or warm weather work would have. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it would have yeah, come together. Would... Just to get people's sun on, just to get sun on people's backs and uh, do something a little bit different. It probably okay. It might have been. It might have cost us a few quid, but to have gone to Portugal or Spain, yeah. you don't have to go to the Far East. Yeah, you don't have to go to Dubai and places like that. There are warmer places, a lot nearer and probably a lot cheaper. And you would have thought that it might have made a bit of sense, but. It's probably just Millwall, isn't it? Really, we don't do. <laughs> no, we, we don't seem to do that, do we? Oh, There's an article on the um, London News, Richard Corley um, piece about Mill not quite, as he puts it, not quite getting their championship mojo back together since the return to league action, which is which is a mild way of putting. I mean, it was a very, again, the the, the trip to Sunderland was similar in some ways to that that home draw against Wigan in in a way because. There were moments, again, the first half, I think, up there at uh, the Stadium of Light, Neil, where we looked pretty good and looked like we could push on in the second half. And in both cases, really, our second half performance has been pretty flat. And I'm not saying the first half last Saturday was brilliant, but it, was, it wasn't it was um, 
wasn't that bad. We did have some chances. And we just seem to be struggling to push on in these second halves at the moment, the two games we've had since the return to, to action, which is a strange thing. And I don't quite know whether that's, I don't know, whether things like what you've just said, whether that makes a difference to a, a squad's mentality. Other clubs do it and we don't. I don't know. Maybe it just seem, seems a bit cheap and, you know, I don't know, from, from a player's perspective. Who knows how it, how it works. But we do seem to be struggling at the moment, um, especially in that second half on Saturday. It was It was tough. Tough viewing. I think that this is going to be Millwall all over, really, isn't it? We're going to have we're going to have flat periods where we don't win for two or three games, yeah. and then we'll like, and then we'll look like PSG, Manchester City, Arsenal, <laughs> and like, roll into the next five, won't we? But then we'll go flat again. It, it's just it, it just seems to be the way that Millwall are under Gary Rowett. Well, we have very flat periods. Yeah, but then when we think, oh, yeah, we're starting to drift here, something clicks into place for three or four games and we'll have three or four very, very, very good games. I posed a question to myself and my notes here and I put it to you and put it to the listeners in a way. Is, is Gary Rowett our version, our Millwall version of Gareth Southgate? I mean, you've made the point before now that we need as a club, and I think you're right, that we need to um, manage our expectations a little bit like, um, to some extent, England, I think. It's both are managers that have probably done better than uh, the amount of love that they both get back. But neither are particularly beloved of their following. I mean, England, obviously, is a national, uh, national side. But I'd say neither manager really have gripped the imagination, and yet both are or seventh in the, in the table. You, you and me both know that's historically a very good position by Mill standards, 22 games into a season. But neither just seem to draw the um, draw the love, as the modern way that, to put it has it. They, they don't excite. And I think that, that can... Um, I think you're right about having flat periods as a consequence. I think we'll get some good results and then we'll get a few flat results. It just seems to be the way they work. Yeah, uh, yeah. You were Southgate. I don't think universally popular because he's because he's actually Gareth Wokegate, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> there we are. We, we are eight minutes into the recording. There it is. <laughs> All of you yeah, well, bingo ticket holders out there. <laughs> yeah, well, I wasn't going to mention it, but but I think that it's his style of play, and yeah, but I think you're right. His style of play isn't particularly attractive, and uh, Gary and the way that Rabbit's got us playing. Isn't particularly attractive all the time, is it? And uh, no. I, think that, I think that Rabbit was unfortunate that he took over from Harris, uh, a club icon and somebody that people still want in charge. I don't know why. He's not doing but, very well now, listeners, is he? I mean, you know, I, I love Neil Harris to bits, Neil, but that's bottom bottom of the table, I think. That league, league, um, league two, yeah. isn't it? Non league. Yeah, but the problem with Rabbit is he comes out and he's very personable and he seems like a very nice guy. Yeah, you know, obviously he ran the London Marathon for the food hub. Yeah. And yeah. that's fair play. I can't even think about running it or <laughs> you know, having a stroke just thinking about twenty six miles. Uh, he comes out in the he he comes out and he doesn't say an awful lot. There was a story I think we'll probably touch upon it later on, where he's talking about uh, 
uh, he won't be rushed into playing young players this season. Mm. Obviously, mm. There's, yeah. uh, there, there's a clamour for Isaac Alofe to get some game time. Assay, yeah. is it impressed in that uh, friendly the other week? Yeah. And uh, got this new lad coming in. The but, Irish boy, yeah, yeah. She says a lot, but without saying anything. Yeah, it just seems to be it just seems to be typical management speak. And I don't think I don't think he's engaged with the fans. And I don't know why, because he is undoubtedly the best manager that we've had for a number of years. I agree. And, uh, and well I've said it a number of times, I don't think at the moment we'll get a better manager than Gary Rabbit. Yeah, I can't see, but it just seems to. It just hasn't. It just hasn't clicked. It just hasn't. He, he hasn't clicked with the fan base. I think that the style of playing five at the back or three central mm. defence, two wing backs, it isn't the most attractive football. And to be honest, we're playing in the championship and. Uh, People want to be entertained, and they're probably not being entertained. But you look at it; it's very effective. I think if Harris had, had actually produced this kind of football and had been in this position, they'd be calling for statues to be built, wouldn't they? In the middle of the Berkeley, and <laughs> some would some would have those statues built anyway. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I make you right. I, I think it's, I think it's, it's a strange hard to put your finger on thing because um, Harris despite a, a lesser track record really than Gary Rowe in terms of consistency in the championship at this level um, but somehow he had, a, had an ability to touch the um, the the, the, uh, the emotions of the den which is which is a very different thing to football success listeners I mean we all we all go to Millwall because we want these big uh, Everton style moments Neil don't we these big dramatic turnarounds that we all know what we're talking about when when i say that um rather than round i think his talent is really grinding out i mean he would probably even regard that one all draw last week as disappointing as it felt to be leaving the den afterwards as a point gained rather than a point lost i think he has a, he has a very managerial um mentality on it which in the end is judged on results and the result at the moment is that we're sitting seventh despite it all so um, it just doesn't doesn't ignite the den, does he? Doesn't get it going. No, and I think that people's expectations aren't helping. Yeah, no. we've got this. We've somehow got this illusion that we should be pushing for the playoffs. We should be second or third, and it is a poor league. And we should be where we are, and where the league table doesn't lie. But traditionally, I think that. Yeah, well, I would have been happy with a top 10 finish. I'll always be happy with a top 10 finish. Yeah, yeah. as long as we finish fourth in fourth from bottom, that's a right result, isn't it? Given, yeah, given our resources and, and... And and the size of the crowds, you know. I mean, we have to be honest. I mean, we don't draw huge attendances at, at the Den. I mean, so I'm sure listeners out there will be screaming back at me on their on their car stereos that the football's not been that bright to... to put bums on the seats but you know um the size of our club whether we like to admit this or not is that can't compete with the i'm looking at the league table now the the, the sheffield united's the the big the big names in sunderland sit below us i mean when you see the size of their 
support base, it's very hard to compete other than on sheer raw Millwall emotion because that's what we have to call upon. That's our secret weapon. I, I just think that um, although he has a good home track record, so again, that would be thrown back at me for all of this talk of um, tapping into the emotion of the den. It's in the end, it's a results business, and um, certainly at home, he's done he's done very well. I think it's on the road, away from home. But then that's historic as well. Neil. We've never really been an away side, have we, historically? No, well, a lot of clubs aren't, are they? Let's face it, we're going to get some very good results away from home. But I think mm. everything seen this season is pointing towards the club moving in the right direction. And yeah. I just if we expect it to happen overnight that that we won it yesterday and 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 Rome wasn't built in a day, was it? And Millwall No Wall of yeah, Millwall have always done everything from a standing start, not from a running start, haven't they? And uh but when you look at it, he's moving right. We're starting to recruit right. And we're recruiting start, well. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Then you build up your funds, don't you? And this is something that they look to be doing. But that you need isn't patience. <laughs> don't have a well that of patience. <laughs> yeah, well, that isn't going to happen immediately, is it? And yeah, well, as you say, we're not. Yeah, we're not known for our patience. But it's going to take a year, two years, three years to reap the rewards. How long did it take Brentford to even get in the playoffs? And they were. Flogging players left, right, and centre. Well, was, um, I don't know how long a project it was. I mean, I, I'm guessing at how many years you could call that Brentford project from the beginning of the that they they went through an administration, didn't they? And they they went through financial turmoil of some sort, and now they're obviously sitting in the Premier League. But that process, Neil, must have been is it a ten year process of, of building and building and building. Um, so you are talking about a long term plan i think you're right i mean i think it's easy to moan i'm also just looking at um richard corley's four takeaways from last week and there's one point that stands out some of them i won't re- go mention zian fleming because we all know he's the star of the show and will remain so but there's a good point here and i do believe this is correct that uh, richard makes that uh, other attackers need to start delivering um you know, Zian Fleming will, will score goals. I think he's in the top uh, top goal scorers of the division. Don't ask me whether he's top or second to top, third to top. We do need the rest of the squad, including the attack, to start delivering, uh, scoring goals, creation of goals. Because, you know, I, I, I say this about Gary Rowan, I'd say this about Gareth Southgate. You know, both are judged on results, but once the team crosses the line, it's on the players. And I think that's... It's too easy sometimes to keep screaming at row at the manager and not look at where the, the performance falls short, which is too often now players not delivering enough in front of goal. Um, there's only so much influence he's got over that, Neil. Yeah, well, funnily enough, I've just had a look whilst you were talking about your Bentham, uh, or your Benham at, your, at Brentford. He bought the club in June 2012 and they won promotion to the Premier League in 2021. So, so, so it's a short 10-year programme, shall we call it? And, and they are a similar-sized club to us. Yeah, well, let's be yes, honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they draw the same kind of crowds, and and that is the model for us. And Similar-sized grounds. I, I mean, the capacity yeah. of their new stadium is 20,000, I believe, something like that. 
Yeah, and as you quite rightly point out, it's okay Fleming uh, being our best player, but we can't be too over-reliant upon him. We, Yeah, we've had Murray Wallace hopelessly out of form. And exposed. Uh, to, yeah, yeah. Full-back or, or at wing-back. And our central defence hasn't been what it was. There's a case for, as George Long now had his day, yeah, mm. should we yeah. in... Yeah. We'd be looking at bringing Bart back, and uh, our forwards haven't fired, have they? And mm. uh, it just seems that we just need—he needs more help, doesn't he, Fleming? Is what I'm getting. We need at a touch of luck. We we need a touch of quality. Um, there's no substitute for it. We see it with Zion Fleming. I've mentioned his name, listeners. Um, a touch of quality stands out a mile at this level, Neil, doesn't it? I mean, his ability to find space and 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 his willingness to take on the the unexpected is is gold dust i mean you know we, i don't know where we'd be without him to be honest at the moment would be a much more mundane situ- situation than what we have we do need a touch of fortune i think we were unlucky against wigan to um not to be able to score um you know uh, tom bradshaw works very very hard i think andreas vogel summer works very very hard on another day a touch of luck puts them in a scoring position, and they get the goals. So, um, I think patience is the key. That 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 rare, rare uh, quantity at Millwall. I think also. I mean, I'm just looking at this. This we've, we've mentioned it many times, so I won't flog it. But Jake Cooper is our point of attack, and on on every um, set piece, and he's being rugby tackled, and the referees just seem to let it roll. I I I don't quite understand. The thinking of the of, of referees because they seem to tolerate foul play and and I don't you know I know you won't get every single decision Neil but the, the amount that it, that it goes on with, with Jake I know teams recognise his danger but referees are colluding with uh, our opponents in in not not penalising there's a story here again by Richard Richard Corley making that very point it's very frustrating yeah uh, I've never been one for blaming referees and officials because I think you make your own luck sometimes and you can take the referee out of the equation but but I think you're right uh, they keep on promising clamp downs on this kind of thing and I do think it would just take it would just take a clamp down of two or three weeks and a load mm. of penalties would be given yeah. and this would stop they yeah Teams have figured out that we are very strong at set pieces. I think we were the best, uh, or what well, we were the most potent last year from set pieces, and and I guess we're probably not too far off it this year either. No, I agree. But it should be up to us to find a plan B, really, shouldn't it? If plan A's not working, let's find a plan B. But I don't know. It's just one of those well, things. I, mean, I think, yeah, I think it comes down to quality. I mean, it's up to Jake and it's up to the other taller uh, Millwall attackers, central defenders, whatever, to find a way around that. If we're not aiming at Jake, we've got to aim at somebody else. Um, that's that's plan B, I suppose. Um, so we need to think our way through that. That's That comes down to quality of management, quality of tactics, quality of execution on, on, on the pitch. Um, we'll see. I mean, just looking at... Um, I'm saying that we're playing Luton on on uh, Sunday, eleven thirty kickoff. I'm going to try and go to this one, as I've said already. But that's a mere of a start, isn't it? Eleven thirty. I know the World Cup finals on in the afternoon, but also Luton have put out an appeal to um, 
help from fans to come and help clear the the snow. I don't think they can do much about the frozen pitch, which I think may be the the only thing that puts that in jeopardy. We'll, we'll see on the day. I think it's due to warm up a little bit on on Sunday, Neil. But whether that will warm up enough to get a game on at eleven thirty in Luton, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Sky, Sky will want live sport on, so I would have thought that Sky would probably be paying for pitch covers and heaters and all kinds. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Luton is, you know, it's a southern shithole, isn't it? Let's be honest about it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a northern, it's a northern town in the south, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But what kind of club in the, in 2022 in the championship doesn't have under soil heating? Yeah, yeah. Well, I know we claim that Millwall are penny pinching. This, yeah, but this mobber on another level, aren't they? Yeah, well, I know. I think they're talking yeah, about they're... building a new stadium, aren't they? Um, I think they want to get away from. I mean, Kenilworth Road is outdated. Yeah, yeah, but let's face it. Yeah, uh, people will point out that they're apparently moving, but they're apparently they've been moving for the last decade. They're like South End. Not... They've been apparently moving for decades, yeah. haven't they? They never go anywhere. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It is an antiquated ground. Any time you walk underneath uh, somebody's house and you walk into the ground and you can have a shit above you, yeah, all to the side of you. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Griffin Park used to be like that, didn't it? You had this sense you're going past their bathroom or something and you're going yeah. into the stand. It's very odd. It just... Uh, but, yeah, but let's hope it is... Yeah, well, it is on. Otherwise, we have to find something else to get miserable about, don't we, on Saturday? We on, do need on... something to get miserable about. Let's have a little bit of positivity. We've mentioned already our signing. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to say the boy's name correctly, so forgive me if you're listening. Edomo Emaku, um, young Irish boy, um, Republic of Ireland, cap at under-19 level, joins Mill officially on January the 1st, 19 years old. Um I think, you know, it's it's very, I mean, I've seen a YouTube reel, which we, and Troy Parrott will always be thrown back at, you know, when you say you've seen a great YouTube reel. And he, the boy looks like a, a good prospect. I made the point on Twitter, Neil, that I think this is exactly the kind of deal that we should be going for. He's unproven. So, you know, and, and I've seen, I think there's been some moaning that um, his track record at Shamrock Rovers hasn't been, you know, set the world on fire. But... He looks and sounds, and all of the reports I've read, and all of the, all of the the kind of you know staring at the internet tea leaves that you you do when you see these names. He looks like a good signing. Um, it remains to be seen how it works out. It's a risk, but it, it's the kind of signing that we should be making. I feel. Would you agree? Yeah. No. It looks like a, on paper, it looks like a decent signing. I know that he's been written off by some of our experts already. <laughs> The internet yeah. experts. <laughs> That's taken a look at his scoring record. But he's actually 19 years of old. Yeah, but, yeah he's actually 19. He's yeah. been written off because somebody's got a mate who goes to Shamrock Rovers who says, oh, well, he's not all that he's cracked up to be. But he, but he just happens to have just left Shamrock Rovers. Yeah, well, I was a bit like it, I guess, when Jed Wallace left. Yeah, oh, well, he's shit. We're not worried about him, but... Yeah, it's just bravado, isn't it? Yeah, bravado is a good word. Yeah, um, and I... yeah, but this is the kind of signing we do need to make. Yeah, 
yeah, we mentioned Brentford. This is the kind of signing that Brentford would make. You roll the dice and yeah. hopefully we add a bit of value to him. There must be something there. He's been watched by enough Premier League clubs and I think there were clubs in Italy trying to sign him. So yeah. there is a plot there, yeah? And at 18, 19, you're not going to get Harry Kane or Kylian Mbappe, are you? Yeah. You have well, not to. yet, no. No, not yet. I mean, the, the idea is you find talent, such as maybe um, Imarco, maybe, you know, we, we would have been saying these things before we'd heard of Zian Fleming's name. Now he's, you know, he's, he's the talk of, of Zamba Road. So um, this is the kind of sign we've got to be making. And there is always an element of risk because you, when you put pen to paper, you don't know what, how it's going to turn out. But... Um, I've seen look some of the interviews on 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 the on the club site, and the boy seems really keen. And he, you know, you got to applaud that he wants to get out there in a Millwall shirt and, and do what he can. And that's that's as good a start as you know as we're going to get. It's good enough for me, that's for sure. So I thought it was a really interesting song. I knew nothing about him previously. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's always an internet expert that knows better. But then you never do anything if you listen to those people, Neil. So um, yeah, no. well done. Well done, the recruitment team. We keep saying it every week now. Yeah, well, we've been after him since last January, I think, but they wouldn't let him go. Yeah. And they wouldn't let him go in the summer. So, and I think I think it's the same as Fleming. We were after him last January and we eventually got him in the summer. But obviously the Irish season, I think, works a little bit different, doesn't it? It runs like January to almost... Uh, October, doesn't it? So they wanted mm. to keep him. He's played in European competition. Yeah, <laughs> he's played. He's played in the Champions League. He's played in the Europa League. I think he's played in that Mickey Mouse thing, the Vermin yeah. are in. Yeah, yeah. So, and they wanted to keep him. They weren't going to keep him. They resigned the fact that he wasn't going to stay, and people have picked up on it. It's exactly the kind of signing that we need. Yeah, or yeah, that Absolutely. we should be making. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and a bit of patience. It's like we were saying before. We need a little bit of patience with this. Yeah, with this kid, he isn't going to come in. We do need somebody that's going to come in and start scoring goals. But this is a long term. This is a longer term project. I think I'd be very interested to know what Rowett thinks, or 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 if he'd actually answer the question. Uh, if if he'd actually give you an answer that you can understand, I want to know what his nickname's going to be. I was just been reading about Cressy for Cresswell and and Stylesy and and um, and Benno. I, I think that the first job for the, for Gary Rowe is to come up with his nickname. Let's let's give the listeners a moment or two to rebuild their patience, and we'll be right back after these messages. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Achtung, Millwall. Achtung, Achtung, Christmas is a coming, dear listeners. And to quote Richard Chaplow, 26 appearances, nine sun, one goal. As he once said, you cannot beat a good board game. And we've got a good board game for you here. Achtung has teamed up with a tremendous football trivial pursuit style game called Pundit. You can follow Pundit at Pundit Games on Twitter. And it's a really nice little game, actually. It's a board game. It consists of football trivia questions, easy and hard. Some of the hard ones are very, very hard. And you move along a football pitch to score goals against your opponent. It will suit the football head in your life, dear listeners. Great way to pass a Christmas afternoon. You can get a 10% discount if you visit punditgames.co.uk. That's P-U-N-D-I-T. G-A-M-E-S, punditgames.co.uk. Get a 10% discount at checkout with the code LIONS in capital letters. LIONS, capital letters. And every sale will benefit the Lions Food Hub. Um, What a better way to pass your Christmas than to enjoy a good football trivia game and to know you're doing good at the same time. So get on it, punditgames.co.uk. Welcome back to the show, listeners. Um, Neil, Gian, Gianni Infantino has been speaking in, uh, where was it, Qatar? He's, 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 uh, at the end of the World Cup uh, press conference. And he's, <laughs> what we need in this world, Neil, is yet more football. <laughs> he's announced a new club competition, <laughs> a club World Cup uh, from the 2026 season. And this is ludicrous. Um we're pumping up the World Cup to 48 teams, I believe, in, in the uh, USA-Canada-Mexico tournament, next one. And now he wants to have a, a club World Cup. Um, I mean, talk about killing the golden egg. I mean, it becomes difficult just to consume all... I, 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 whole tournaments can go past now, and, and the Europa uh, League and, and the conference that you mentioned, uh, you just can't... I've no interest in following them. It's, it's an amazing situation now. We've got so much club football that... You know, unless you're focused on your own side, Millwall in our case, you can have tournaments going past that you don't even know exist. Money making, yeah, well, money making, gone mad. Yeah, but the reason that FIFA want this is FIFA, FIFA's whole whole business model is that they get one payday every four years, and that's the yeah. World Cup. UEFA have the Champions League every year, the yeah. Europa League every year, the Europa Conference every year. 
and and yeah, but then they top it up with yeah, with the European Championship. Yeah, they so want a slice they, of the every year business, don't they? That's that's where they want to get to. So a FIFA who distribute all of their money through all of their associate members and through all yeah, through every nation that's a member and yeah, but let's face it, yeah, there are places like Samoa that they basically FIFA pay for this. Yeah. And 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 the pot of money only goes so far. It doesn't help that I guess they've all got their noses in the trough and they all like to go first class and this, <laughs> that and the other. But they have, but they're having to think of more creative ways to actually compete with UEFA, and it is a bit of a power struggle. FIFA of, of obviously run the world game, yeah, and uh, UEFA run the European game. European game, but, that's right. But UEFA's a lot richer, and FIFA are thinking, well, I want, yeah, we want some of this. I know they were talking about a World Cup every two years at one stage, and uh, right. they dropped the idea. Because it was just universally unworkable, wasn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. And uh, this is just another way to actually stick the knife to actually stick the knife into UEFA, I think, and uh, and to actually increase their profits. And yeah, but it might head off the European Super League. Who knows? Because that's going. That's I think in the, the problem. Will be fitting it all in there. I mean, at the Super League. Yeah. I mean, whether whether that's part of this, I don't know. Um, maybe I suppose it will be a side effect of it, whether it's the prime effect of it. But I mean, the main thing I'm just looking at um, the Miguel Delaney. I think he's in the Independence uh, Sports Correspondent. He's posted as as uh, Infantino has announced each each element of this speech. But he mentions here revenues. FIFA revenues have gone from uh, are up to now to 7.5 billion, and I think they projected I did read 11 billion by the end of all of these various tournaments there's a 32 team club world cup which is the the proposed new um tournament this would interest you new a women's club world cup as well that's going to come in mate um well, for, Morocco. Well, for that <laughs> you know yeah, more in, more in, <laughs> jesus yeah that will might yeah, well, H might get a gig scouting for that. It, 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 it'll be flying out to Morocco. It looks like it's going to be held in Morocco. Um, yeah, I mean, pump it up, isn't it? As the song once sang, um, "To you don't have anything left." Uh, but that's 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 the gist of it. It's all about all about the money. Um, let's move along um, on the far more mundane level, in some ways, and more relevant to me. I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who's ordered one of our calendars. Um, we're doing really well at the moment. I've got to tot up the sales up to date, so I can't give you an up-to-date figure. It's on two seventy-eight the other day when I checked it last. Two hundred seventy-eight pound, which would be for the food up. I want to try and hit a thousand pound if I can do. If you are interested in buying one of our um, really nicely printed and calendars, they've got team photos since eighteen ninety-four, courtesy of Chris Beffel's uh, collection. He's got an immense photographic collection. Um, I've got various teams from across the years um, since 1894-95, the first year we won the, the Southern League as well. If you want to order one, A, you'll be getting yourself a really nice calendar, and second, you'll be helping directly the Lions food up because we're covering the print costs and the, the, your money will therefore be uh, assisting the uh, the food up. So visit the Mill Supporters Club website. It's really kindly um, hosted this for me. So I don't have a 
an online shop myself. Um, so www.millwallsupportersclub.co.uk. They have a store on there. If you go to the store part, you'll see the, the calendar in there. 12 quid per calendar, and that includes some postage. Um, and you'll be directly helping the food up. And we're really, really appreciative of everyone that's ordered one so far. So last time I checked, it was on £278. So we're kind of one, what's that, one quarter of the way towards the £1,000 target. I'm also going to put a few with Kelly on the uh, Lions Food Hub counter for the next home game, which I think is after Christmas now. I think it's uh, the Thursday night game after Christmas. So I'm going to put a few on there for those that want to pay cash, and it'll go straight into the Lions Food Hub, cutting me out of the equation completely, but I don't mind that because it's going to go to a great cause. So I uh, just wanted to say thank you. Um, it's it's it's, a, it's just really heartening to see the sales of this, Neil. We're doing well on it. Yeah, no, but it's something that is, yeah, but it's almost become a tradition, hasn't it? It has. No. It has. Yeah. Your Millwall calendar. It, 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 uh, and as we said last week, yeah, but this calendar is guaranteed not to be out of date by your yeah, <laughs> That's by a great burden. point. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that before you said it. It was a good point. <laughs> Yeah, when we sell Zien Fleming. It was slightly deflating, I must admit. I did read one or two comments that people wouldn't go onto the MSC website. I'm not a fan of the MSC. I yeah, well, I don't hide it. I'm, yeah, they're probably no fan of mine. I don't think they represent my views. But you put it behind you for something like this. You're going on there, you're just ordering a calendar for God's sake. Yeah, just go on there. Just order the calendar and make some good. And I, yeah, I know somebody suggested we get it in the club shop, but Christ, have you ever tried getting anything in the club shop? We did it with the book, uh, and it's easier said than done. A, a, you have to find the person that does the club shop, the buying for mm. the club shop. Not then you easy. have to try, yeah. Then you have to try and catch them when they're in the club. And agree something, then you have to agree delivery, then you have to agree to get paid. It's yeah. just it, it. So just go onto the MSC website. You might not like what the MSC stand for, but you're doing some good in our local community, and that's what it's all about. And uh, it, yeah, it's just great to see. I, yeah, well, I haven't seen one of these calendars yet. The, yeah, well, I'm, yeah, well, I'm half expecting it to turn up in August when they get around to. <laughs> <laughs> it, it might it might be August because I haven't I haven't posted you one yet, but I will. Be, I'm going to do some after we finish doing this recording. I've got a few to post out, so I'm going to include Neil's version in that, so we can pull all my little um, pieces together that I've written out, and you can factually correct me where I've got anything wrong. But um, no, I mean it's very kind of the MSC to host it on their web on their shop, and I just want to say thank you to them because. It really helps. It helps me. I don't have an online shop. I'm going to try and get something together. You know, maybe Neil and I have spoken about maybe setting something up. Apparently, it's simple. I don't know what I'm doing with online shopping, listeners. I, I, I you know, I'm born into a different era. I haven't set such a, a thing up. Apparently, it's simple. Um, I wouldn't know where to start. Um, but anyway, for the meantime, the, the the orders go out from the MSC website. They email me when there's been a sale. I've got your name and address, and I'll post it. Really dead simple, and they send the money over to me. Be in January, I hope. Um, then we can get into the food hub in that long, difficult month of January because we all know what that feels like. Post Christmas, January is grim, and that's the work of the food hub doesn't stop. Um, so that's the aim. 
Um, I just want to say thank you to the MSC because it's a real help and assistance to me to to get this uh, calendar hosted like this. And we do a lot of sales. And um, just to repeat the website for anyone that wants to get a copy, www.millsupportersclub.co.uk store is on there. Um, it's the World Cup final on Sunday. Now, were you excited? Will you be watching it, mate? Oh, mate, I'm thrilled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm absolutely can't wait. <laughs> Mate, After Luton being what is the most bizarre World Cup final, I'm gonna to, gonna to go to Luton and I'll see if I can catch some of the World Cup final when I get home. Yeah, but the, yeah, but the frogs against the Archies, honestly. Who do you, you want ever... to win it? Who do you want to win it? I mean, I know it's like being hung or shot. Which one would you like to win the uh, the World Cup out of the two? Oh, mate, to be honest, I don't really give a shit, to be honest. <laughs> Incisive <laughs> opinion on this show, listeners. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, yeah, but I don't like the French for obvious reasons, and I don't like the Algies for obvious reasons, yeah? <laughs> yeah, but I'm the only person that, that uh, yeah, but a quick story, uh, England, I went to a Rugby World Cup draw a few years ago, and England drew Argentina, and they have mm. Felipe Conte me an Argentina legend there and us and uh, yeah we're yeah we're all around him in a huddle I said do you think the general Belgrano and yeah and the hand of God will affect the way your country think about this game <laughs> <laughs> amazing you never got your own show <laughs> you get a story out of them I think you but so I don't know mate yeah I'm not even sure I'm going with this story. No, I think, we'll, I think we'll move along from that. I mean, I, 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 from a football perspective, I think. Yeah, well, I probably watched the darts. It, watched the darts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the World Cup has been enjoyable, what I've seen of it. But it's been pretty good. It, I think it's been enjoyable. I'd agree with that, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I think that this World Cup has been helped by... It being played in November because players aren't knackered going into no. the World Cup, so you're actually seeing, you know, yeah, the no, way that Morocco played, and uh, and you know nobody would have expected them to get to a World Cup semi final, and Brazil going out to Croatia, things or like Croatia. I mean, those those have been and, fantastic stories. I mean, I, 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 you know, the older you get, the more World Cups you see, and you get a bit jaded. I, I, I try not to be, listeners, as you know, I try to maintain my youthful verve for football. Um, um, but as far as the World Cups, I mean, it's been one or two games where it's not been so good, but overall, it's been pretty good. I think possibly for the reason that you said, Neil. Um, the story, of course, is Lionel Messi. Will he, will he get his World Cup winner's medal? I mean, the French are the best team in the tournament, don't you? I mean, you know, you're putting aside and. Um, any anything else? I think as a, as a team, as a footballing side, they are very very good and have shown that. I was I was watching a, a clip the other day that um, was it the BBC might have been. It, it feels akin to Maudlin going on about England getting beat, you know. And it was it was obviously you want, want to do well, but like Millwall, if you don't take your chances, you can't expect to be winning a World Cup if you put a balloon a penalty eye over the bar, and you know. I don't think we were the best team in the tournament. I, people keep saying we were; we, it was our big moment. Well, I think the best teams invariably do finish in the final. They invariably, um, subject to the football gods, win it. And I think Argentina versus France is probably the correct final. I don't, I don't get why 
um, we we have this national delusion that we've got some kind of right to win it, and I, I don't think we're unlucky. We had we we had a chance and didn't put the ball in the net enough times. So, in the in the crucial moments, um, that's my take on it. Great, were we? I think we give yeah, it a touch and go at times. Whether or not we yeah we got out of the group, I know that. Yeah, I know we hammered around, but we but we looked shaky yeah, at we, the back. We held we on have... against the USA in the group game. I mean, you know, we weren't looking like. Um, well, no, it's a yeah, tournament. We, yeah, but then we wiped the floor with Wales, which is always pleasing in any sport. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. I mean, that, that's that's that, that's correct, isn't it? I mean, and we we were we were unlucky, if you want to put it that way. Um, but then we had a chance to score, and we didn't take it. So you get what you get in that situation. So I mean, you can moan too I just, much. I don't know about you, but I just find this whole Lionel Messi loving nauseating yeah he, he, he'll, he'll play a short ball and it's the greatest short ball ever he mm. scored a penalty and he's and they're just they're just pulling their chopper out and pulling one off <laughs> over him and uh, I, 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 I just want to watch the game and form my own opinions you're a commentator you, you're supposed to describe the action not he, he played not, well. Who's uh, who's their semi final against now? Who did Argentina beat in this? Um, wasn't France beat Morocco? Who did Argentina? It was Croatia, wasn't it? Um, yeah. you know, and he, he his his input was probably the difference between those two sides. Um, they, they built that as Modric versus uh Messi, and uh, Messi, I think, is he's a great player. Whether he's one of the greatest ever, I, I don't know. Um, you're always a bit coloured by the memories of the great players of your youth. So, you know, reading obviously about Pele recently and of being and he's having health concerns. But and it's difficult when you've seen players as a boy because you tend to put those on pedestals that maybe modern players can't reach. And, you know, Ronaldo, great player, uh, Messi, great player. They don't, they don't emotionally touch me in a way that maybe the players of my youth do. But then that's because I'm an old git now, you know. Um that's football, isn't it? Um, I'll be interested to watch the game. I'll, I'll probably catch part of it when I get home from Luton. Um, I'm more interested in the Luton game, to be honest. <laughs> if we can come home with three points, I might be really interested in the World Cup final. If we don't, then I mightn't be too bothered about it at all. But, uh... Yeah, but don't forget we're playing tomorrow and afternoon now. Uh, the FA Youth Cup match against Arsenal, which was going to be tomorrow night has actually been brought forward to tomorrow afternoon, I think. I think it's a two o'clock kickoff at Boreham Wood. I'm just wondering if it's going to be freezing and they've got little chance of the match being played. And I think they're quite strict on you have to play this game by. So they're bringing it forward, I, I would guess, to, to a time yeah. where... Yeah, where people might want to watch it, but also where the pitch isn't going to be absolutely frozen. It was ridiculous, seven o'clock on a Saturday night, wasn't that it? That was a weird, weird thing that I, I don't know what goes on through these schedulers' minds. But yes, yeah, so that's a two o'clock start at Borehamwood tomorrow in the Youth Cup. Um, and finally, and finally, we were just talking off here. I don't know. Uh, Elon Musk apparently has killed off the Spaces device on on Twitter. This is the uh, we've we've done a couple of shows now where we've done live shows on on twitter um via this medium called spaces where anyone can join in the conversation quite enjoyable thing to do the quite um and we've had a bit more structure to the more recent ones that we did um the first one was a bit of a 
roller coaster ride. I remember, um, but apparently he's, uh, you mustn't take the piss out of Elon Musk online, and he's he's got the ass with those that take the Mickey out of him, and he's done away with spaces now. So I don't know if he'll ever come back. But it was quite a nice little facility. I'm, I'm going to quite miss that. We had we had a, a history show planned on it, didn't we? Yeah, now with Elon Musk, yeah, with all those billions that he's got, he can't buy himself a thicker skin, a bit like Donald. <laughs> and you're busy with these people. Yeah, but they, yeah, but they want to act like a twat. You're going to expect abuse, aren't you? Whether it's gone it's, completely and whether he'll bring it back, I don't know. Yes, we did have some. Uh, yes, we did have some uh, some history shows planned, didn't we? And uh, yeah, but it would have been well, good great. because. Well, people yeah, could was ask a... questions. People could come in, and you could. You, it just gives it a bit of um. I gave the ones that we did gave it a bit of an unexpected quality. You could start off with Neil and I speaking to each other about something, whatever you like, some history thing, and then someone could come in and pose a question or make a point or some memory or something. I don't know. It just gives you a bit of a um, a live feel, which can be can be good. It can be bad, I suppose. But um, I just I thought it'd be quite a nice facility to if it comes back to life again it might do once he's um got over his fit of peak then um we'll, we'll do those but uh, in the meantime we'll have to keep those as ideas up our sleeve Neil, until it comes back to life again yeah well we're not youtubers are we <laughs> i'm not a yeah. youtuber i don't want to get involved in and to be honest yeah but the engagement yeah there's going to be more engagement on spaces for our age anyway and uh yeah and our, i think so a lot easier because you're on your phone aren't you, you on your phone you, you can keep track of it you people can ask to come into the conversation and we can let them in and um away you go so it's quite a nice facility whether whether it will come back to life again we'll see and if it does we'll certainly be doing the pre-planned history space shows but at the moment it's not possible because elon's got the hump and taking it offline um so there we are i think we've reached the end of my little agenda neil did you have anything yeah, you wanted to add mate uh no <laughs> I just think this will probably be our last one before christmas unless we do one next week and uh yeah yeah just hope that yeah but i can't even remember who we've got over christmas to be honest that's appalling isn't it luton let's have a look we've got luton obviously sunday presuming that game goes ahead and then we've got a game on the thursday night after um bear with me listeners we've got a game against watford on boxing day 12 o'clock kick i probably won't make that one how could um, i ever watford on bristol boxing city day. bristol city we're at home um thursday the 29th so neil and i'll probably fit a show in maybe after the boxing day pre-bristol uh something for the weekend so um but i'll talk to him away from this medium listeners um but i think we've reached the end of the line here neil Thank you for joining me this morning. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for uh, for everybody that listens and and uh, share it because you yeah we give everything away on this show. And we do. It goes, we do. It goes for probably one of the most deserving causes that that a Millwall fan could help to support, and that's the food up. Absolutely, absolutely, um, and I appreciate everyone that's bought the calendar. Go on the MSC website store, pick yourself up one for 12 quid with postage and you can know what day of the week it is for a whole year ahead with our, and learn a bit about Mill's history over the over the many, many years of our existence. Big thank you to Neil. Big thank you to you too, dear listeners. Thank you to everyone who's bought the calendar. Until our next show after Christmas, 
Arrivederci, mil morn. Bye for now. Achtung, Millwall. Welcome back to the show. Postscript, dear listeners, postscript. Joining me to chew over the uh, the news that must have come in, Neil, whilst we were recording that Sunday's fixture has been postponed now. I'm just looking at the Millwall Twitter feed. Mill's trip to Kenilworth Road this Sunday has been postponed due to a frozen playing surface and they got a picture of the most rusted, um, paint peeling off, uh, scraggy old road sign for Kenilworth Road alongside the side of someone's house. It's a really untidy looking photograph to team. Maybe it goes with the news, but yeah, match postponed of this bitty, bitty season, Neil. Well, to be fair, I think that's the first time it's happened to us where we've been recording a podcast and uh, and, and and the game's been postponed. And it also goes to prove what a shithole Luton actually is. And uh, that uh, that photo, that pretty old rusty yeah. road sign sums up what a dump it actually is. <laughs> I make a point on Twitter that they ought to be kicked out. That yeah, they ought to lose the points. It's embarrassing that a championship club doesn't have under soil heating. And some idiot said, "Well, we're going to be moving ground in a few years." You've been trying to move ground for fucking twenty years, you numpty. And nothing in twenty years time we'll still be talking about it. Apparently, they they they've got a site. In central Luton, um, I don't know Luton so well, listeners. Apparently, it's on the route from the uh, the railway station to the existing ground. Apparently, they've got a site identified to build a stadium, but I mean, they're a long way short of breaking ground, as the expression has it. Um, and yeah, I mean, frozen pitch. I imagine Neil also um, frozen terracing and, and you know the stadium, such as it is, is frozen around it. That also comes into the equation i'll tell you what's really struck me though because i've been looking at twitter um as we finish recording i'm just looking through quite a few non-league games have been postponed which you can understand including one i did have my eye on which was clapton playing around at the terence mcmillan around the corner from where i live um that's been postponed but then that's a council-owned <laughs> facility <laughs> it's not a football stadium and it doesn't present itself as such but this is the kind of level that, that luton are operating in as Clapton and, and the Terence Macmillan Stadium is frozen. So is Kenilworth Road. Um, I think you're right. I mean, the championship is supposed to be the sixth best attended uh, league in Europe. And I think it should be a minimum that stadia reflect the modern times are in. Under, under soil heating isn't that exotic a thing anymore. It used to be, didn't it, back in the 70s, but not anymore. And, and you must also ask the question, this weather's been advertised for... Or yeah, well, we knew it was on the way, didn't we? Yeah, well, advertised yeah. word, but we knew it was on the way. So why didn't they have some kind of pitch covering? And why didn't they have yeah, some kind yeah. of hot air blowers or something, something that keeps it, yeah, that keeps it playable? Because I should imagine that, I, yeah, well, I don't know what, yeah, well, I don't know what the sky fee is, but I should imagine it's about hundred k, isn't it, or something like that? Maybe a little bit more. Must be. I, Must I be. can't imagine Sky rushing to show Luton versus Millwall on a Tuesday night, can you? 
No, no, I mean that that would that probably won't get covered. I, I think they have these red button games now, which are never, you know, if, if there's other fixtures on. I don't know when we'll fit it in. We've actually got quite a busy looking January, and and you know, fixture congestion becomes a thing, especially if we progress in the FA Cup. We'll we'll see how that goes. Um, it is frustrating because the season is so bitty, Neil. Um, you know, we've had stop start all season. We're ready to go again after the World Cup break on Sunday. Even though it's a, a pretty un, you know uncomfortable time, sort of half past eleven on a Sunday morning, but now that's postponed. So our next game will be post. Uh, it'll be the Boxing Day fixture at Watford, twenty sixth of, uh, of of December. So it's just such a stop start season. It's very hard to get momentum. We were just speaking in the recording, weren't we, about we were lacking the the oomph, you know, and it's it just adds to that. It's it's very very frustrating. I think. Mate, that's what that was the first thought I had when I saw the game was postponed. We, yeah, we had a couple of weeks off after yeah. the Preston game. Yeah, we played. Yeah, we played Sunderland. We played Wigan. Now we're off for another ten days. Ten days post Christmas. It, yeah, it's not. It's not doing us any favors. This. I don't know if we'll arrange a friendly midweek. Against somebody, you know, you never know. A Premier League team might need some minutes workout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Impossible. There's somebody or Bromley. We usually play Bromley, don't we? As somebody, yeah. yeah Palace are normally handy for that as well. They normally want to get a game in, and they but they'll have that behind closed doors. It won't be a yeah. You know, but if they do do it, yeah. But you got to couple that with our luck with injuries. <laughs> We're quite likely to pick two or three injuries in a game that absolutely it's just so frustrating that we are talking about the championship here we're not talking about Clapton down at the Terry McMillan are no we? no we're not no no or um, that's the level they work at I mean I'm just looking also at the the club feed Neil um the the much discussed FA Youth Cup game against Arsenal at Boreham Wood that's also been moved now. That started off at 7 o'clock Saturday night. It went to 2 o'clock Saturday afternoon. And it's now been moved to Monday, the 19th of December, which is a 7 p.m. kickoff. So the ever-moving feast that is the Millwall, uh, Arsenal versus Millwall FA Youth Cup game, whether they'll play it on Monday. I think it's supposed to be warmer next week, so let's hope they do. Yeah, but everything, virtually everything we discussed in that podcast has gone to, yeah, has gone to pot, hasn't it? We're doing another one. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do? It, it, oh dear, oh dear. Moment weather. Um, fair enough, they can't play it. I thought that I thought that seven o'clock on a Saturday night was a bit ambitious. I would have very odd. It was a very on... odd thing to set out in the first place, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, seven o'clock on a Saturday night was a very strange choice of kickoff. Yeah, seven o'clock on a Monday night. Surely they'd want to play it. Uh, surely they want to play it earlier. Yeah, but they always have got the option to play it at bloody the Emirates or somewhere like that, and play it they behind closed doors or something. It, I don't it, think they, they really. I don't think they really want Millwall fans turning up for it. I think I mean, maybe they think that Monday night in a Boreham Wood is not a particularly attractive prospect. But uh, there we are. So it's seven o'clock now, Monday night, nineteenth of December. Yeah, um, we just voted not to play between now and. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I think half the football industry would be much it'd be much better if we didn't play at all. I think that's what we're trying to get towards here. But yeah, but that's anyway, what that's, yeah, but that's what the old Bill want, and some people that's are like, right. Yeah. Some, some of our fans probably don't want it as well. But this is the downfall, listeners. Of you set out to do something. I used to find this with a fanzine, Max like a magazine approach. You could write stuff, and it was outdated instantly. That you know, events turned in a different direction. You could find yourself with a magazine fanzine on your hands that was out of date, in even though you'd only finished it the night before, practically. Um, so it is with podcasting. Neil and I were speaking. What's it now? It's it's quarter past two. And we finished quite late, actually. We finished about um, just about quarter past one. And now we've got to do a postscript because the podcast has become utterly, utterly um, outdated, redundant, outdated, moribund. But there we are. Yeah, Um, but the unfortunate thing is that we won't be able to stick it on eBay and uh, and charge (laughs) the price. Like a penny black or a 1933 penny. Yeah, program. I think that... Yeah, but I believe, uh, I think it was, yeah, I think it was John Davis mm. put it on, put it, put it on Facebook that they, that they pulped all of the Sunderland programs. Oh, but did they? Sunderland fan. Yeah. Uh, got to the printers and got a box before they. Wow. Wow. But unfortunately, he's now putting them on eBay for about 30, 40 quid each. I was having a laugh with that. I mean, I would, I would imagine they would have value. I mean, people will pay. Yeah, they'll have value because it, because it's obviously a postponed game yeah. and hoped the vast majority of the programmes. And so the reason it was postponed was the death of um, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. So that adds a, adds a certain cachet to it, doesn't it? So... Um, yeah, fair play to him. Ideas, yeah, for reselling it because they'll because they'll have it as some kind of royal souvenir, won't they? <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, fair play to him. I suppose on eBay you get what you get for it, so it's kind of an auction kind of quality to it. So, uh, we'll see. Um, so thank you for listening into this little postscript. I'm going to stick it right on the end of the recording. I was actually halfway through editing it, so I'm not going to go back and undo it all now. I'm going to plonk this right on the end so you can listen to it all, and then you can have the postscript afterwards. Huge thank you for coming back at very short notice, Neil Fistler. Thank you, mate. No problem at all, mate. Yeah, but it, yeah, but it was going to happen sooner or later, wasn't one it? One day, one day. Uh, we'll be back now post Watford pre Bristol City. I guess we'll do, we'll do something then, depending on how the, the Watford game goes, listeners. Till the next edition. Thank you for listening. Arriva Dirty Millwall. Bye for now. Achtung, Millwall. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.